Welcome to People in Profit. I'm Kate Moody. Fresh off a sweltering summer, Europe is now facing a cold, dark winter as its energy crisis deepens. Most member states have agreed to voluntarily reduce their energy consumption, and they've encouraged households to do the same. But obligatory rationing remains a possibility, especially for industry. As its war in Ukraine drags into a seventh month, Moscow has drastically scaled back its exports of natural gas to Europe and shut down deliveries through the Nord Stream 1 pipeline. The EU relies on natural gas for around a quarter of its overall energy consumption. Before the war, around 40 percent of that came from Russia. Petroleum products, including crude oil, are still the biggest slice of the EU energy mix. Renewable energy sources are gaining traction, accounting for around 17 percent, while nuclear power and solid fossil fuels like coal make up the rest. Meanwhile, European countries have been building up their reserves of natural gas, and they hit the target of 80 percent capacity two months ahead of schedule. Analysts say full storage could sustain the block for around three months at best. Let's speak to Fatih Birol, executive director of the International Energy Agency. Thank you for joining us today. I'd like to start by asking the question that's worrying a lot of households and businesses at the moment. Will Europe have enough energy in the coming months? I think we will go through a very difficult uh, winter in terms of availability of uh, energy and the prices of the energy uh, what we have. Uh, the situation is uh, rather uh, challenging, especially on the gas markets as well as uh, on the electricity markets. But even though we were the first one uh, in March, uh, this March, that the Europe is going through a major uh, challenge, uh, I believe the measures that the governments have taken in the last few months uh, will bring us a bit of an optimism. And uh, even though our economies in Europe uh, will uh, be damaged uh, from the high energy prices, uh, we will be able to go through this uh, winter without major, hopefully, uh, blackouts. It will be difficult, it will be costly, but we will uh, uh, get through that. My main concern is the solidarity in Europe uh, among the European uh, 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 countries. And I really hope that there is a solidarity rather than individual moving uh, among the countries in terms of helping each other, in terms of supporting each other. Recent statement of President Macron uh, that uh, Germany and France uh, will help each other in terms of uh, gas and electricity imports and exports is a good news in this direction. I believe uh, this winter will be a major test, energy test for Europe. But at the, same time, at the same time, it's a test for the solidarity of the European uh, countries. And uh, if we fail this energy test, implications may well be beyond uh, energy. Now, you've recently written an editorial for the Financial Times in which you argue that although Moscow may be using energy as a weapon, Russia is not, in fact, winning the energy battle. Explain what you mean by that. Uh, some uh, people look at the current Russian uh, energy revenues. We see a, a small uptick in increase in the Russian uh, energy revenues. And they have said that uh, Russia is winning the energy battle. I think this is a very myopic way of looking at it, because Russia is losing its biggest client, Europe. Just before the war, about 75% of Russian gas export went to Europe, and about 55% of the oil exports went to Europe. So by far, 
uh, Europe uh, was the largest uh, client, largest customer of Russian energy, and Russia is losing this big uh, customer forever. And it will not be easy for Russia to find other uh, customers from one day to another, and they will go through very difficult times. And secondly, looking at the future, the Russian oil and gas production heavily relies on the international technologies, companies, expertise, and as a result of sanctions, Russia will also use, lose this very important tool, namely working uh, with the international partners uh, together. And uh, finally, even beyond Europe, uh, when you look at the China, India, the Japan, other countries, the trust for Russia as a reliable energy partner is waning very, very quickly. Despite all that, though, Russia is still earning a lot of money from energy sources. It's selling a lot more oil and gas to countries like India and China. Uh, and it's something that Vladimir Putin has really been highlighting. I want to just take a listen to what he's been saying earlier. We are ready to cooperate with any country, all of these countries. Of course, the European market has always been considered premium, but the situation in the world is changing very quickly. And just recently, at the beginning of this crisis around Ukraine, it has ceased to be premium. Fatih Birol, what's your reaction to that? I mean, this is very uh, simple. Uh, in terms of natural gas, uh, for example, we were talking about, as I said, 75% of the Russian gas exports are uh, were uh, to be exported to Europe before the war, and they were coming with the big pipelines from Western Siberia, where the uh, the bulk of the Russian uh, gas is to Europe, transported through the pipelines, which have been decades and decades the case. And now Russia cannot, from one day to another, build pipelines uh, to bring this gas from Western Siberia to China and India. It will take a long time to build these pipelines, finance them, and install them. So this is in terms of natural gas. In terms of oil, if there will be a lot of difficulties to bring oil from Russia to China and India, uh, even they are selling now at a discounted, much lower price. And just to give you a very uh, logistical uh, 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 example, to bring oil from uh, Russia to Europe it takes about five days, and to bring it to Asia, it takes about uh, two months, about 55, 60 days. There will be a lot of challenges for uh, uh, Russia. It is not uh, so automatic that uh, change Europe, replace it with China, India. Russia is losing the, by far the largest market and losing it uh, forever. Now, governments around the world are scrambling to protect households and businesses from these soaring prices. Uh, many of them are trying to cap or freeze energy bills. Do you think that's the right approach? I think it is the right approach. We are going through this very difficult uh, winter, and the governments around the world are using different means to protect their uh, consumers, their people. And uh, some of those uh, measures may not be the most effective ones. We will uh, wait and see. But I appreciate those governments who want to uh, protect, the, especially the vulnerable parts of their uh, population. These will be temporary measures. Uh, they will they will uh, lead some uh, market distortions in the next months to come. But this is only for or mainly for winter. I very much hope that after this uh, winter, we will see a much orderly uh, market uh, situation 
around the world. Yes, government needs to take some temporary measures in order to help the uh, consumers. And yes, they are uh, legitimate measures. High prices have led to record profits for energy giants. Where do you stand on the idea of a windfall tax? I uh, very much uh, hope that the governments around the world will uh, make sure that this huge amount of uh, profits of the energy companies, according to our numbers, uh, compared to normal years, uh, those companies increase their uh, profits by about 250 percent, which is incredible uh, record uh, we have ever seen in the history. And I am sure that the governments uh, have to take uh, measures in order to share these profits with the rest of the population to ease the burden on the uh, consumers and their population. It is very legitimate, and I think it is a step that the governments need to take. You've been calling for this crisis to serve as a real wake-up call, a turning point uh, to, in the push towards alternative sustainable energy sources. Are you seeing any concrete progress? Oh, very much so. I mentioned the, uh, that the winter will be very difficult, but I can assure you that when I look at the, what governments are doing around the world after winter, winter spring is coming. Uh, why do I say spring is coming? Because many governments are pouring money in clean energy uh, options, such as solar, such as uh, wind, such as nuclear power, such as electric cars. And in the, in the United States, uh, recently, only a few weeks ago, there was a major uh, law, uh, which is called the Inflation Reduction Act, which put about 400 billion US dollars on the table in order to accelerate the penetration of the clean energy options. The same in Europe, we have Repower EU program, again doing the same. Japan is green transformation program, again putting billions of dollars on the table. China, India, I think uh, as a result of this uh, uh, crisis, many governments understand uh, that not only for the climate change, helping the environmental causes, but also for the energy security, it is better to rely on the clean and secure energy options. I believe we will see an acceleration of the clean energy, and this situation, uh, the energy crisis, will be a turning point in the history of energy. Many governments, including here in France, are already encouraging people to cut back their consumption. Uh, forced rationing could be on the horizon. What advice would you give our viewers about what they can do? Uh, the invasion uh, of Ukraine was 24th of February. Just one week uh, later, on 1st of March, the International Energy Agency, we came up with a 10-point plan, what the governments need to do in order to prepare us better for a winter. Some of our suggestions at that time, such as bring the thermostat, the temperature in the households or in the buildings, two degrees lower, or making the public transport cheaper or for free, or some of the countries who wanted to say goodbye to nuclear power, uh, to tell them that to extend the lifetime of nuclear, because it's an important option uh, as well, uh, are some of the suggestions we made. Uh, some uh, government leaders thought they were very radical in, in March when we said, and I see that today, many governments in Europe are taking these uh, measures, and it is important that we save energy we save uh, natural gas, uh, we save electricity, home, in, our, uh, in the buildings, in the shops, uh, and so on. I see that many governments, including France, are taking right measures in that direction.
Fatibirol, Executive Director of the International Energy Agency, thank you so much. Well, that's all for now. Don't forget you can catch this and our previous shows on the France 24 website or as a podcast wherever you usually listen. You can also get in touch with your comments and questions on social media. Until next time, thanks for watching.